0: Hey, brother. Can you hear me? Hey, what's up, Jackson? How are you, bro? Good. How are you doing? Good, bro. All right. So we can go ahead and um, get started here. because um, With this Anchor app, like, you just pretty much like send an invite, and it just automatically starts, but it's all good. I mean, people are going to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. Totally fine with me. All right, for sure. So, hey, everybody, how's it going? Um, this is episode nine, I believe, of red white and baseball and today we have coachella gloves here with us uh the goat of all glove (laughs) profiles on instagram and um i mean for many of you guys if you don't know who he is i'll have him give us a little bit of a background and then we can go from there so uh jackson
1: what do you want to tell everybody How's it going, guys? Um, I'm Jackson Jabera. Uh, I, like you said, I run uh, Coachella Gloves on Instagram, Jackson Gloves on YouTube. And um, I don't know if I'm the greatest. I'd, I'd like to think I'm one of the top ones. But I mean, I, we got some other really good ones out there. But um, I currently attend Arizona State University. I live in San Diego. But uh, like I said, I attend University in Phoenix, Arizona. And that's where I'm at right now. I work for the baseball team out here. And I'm just I'm enjoying life. And I'm just trying to be a part of the game in any way possible. Yeah, dude, you're definitely living the life. I
0: mean, like, I went to ASU too, but like, just like your actual job and everything that you do. That I mean, I'm always checking out your Instagram and stuff. It's absolutely like amazing, like dream job. Um, <laughs> how did you even like fall into all that? Like, how did that all go down?
1: So it's great. I had a really good relationship with uh, Tracy Smith prior to attending Arizona State University, and uh, he kind of told me about this job that they had there, uh, like in the management section, just with the team and all that type of stuff, and. Once I realized that playing baseball was going to be it for me after high school, I didn't want to go play out east or anything, play at a smaller school. I mean, that's just, that just wasn't what I really wanted. So I decided might as well stay in baseball and take this job, especially at a university like Arizona State. I mean, my uh, dad's an alumni here, and it's just it's cool to attend such a big school with such a rich baseball culture and a really just uh, diverse university with um, a deep uh, – like, history and past in baseball, I mean, with names like Pedroia, Calhoun, Ethier, Bonds, Jackson, I mean, everybody, it's just, it's really cool to, really cool to share this uh, jersey and share this, like, uh, logo with such greats of our of our sport, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, dude, definitely, when I went there, like, it was so sick, like, just being on the field and, like, Barry Bonds, like, yeah, like, you just said Pedroia and all that, like, it's just crazy that, you know, those guys were actually went to Arizona State, like, a lot of people, like, you know, they think of, like, all these bigger schools, I mean, You know, we're, I guess we're not really like, we're known as a baseball school, but you know, like I think about it and it's like, you know, football's big there, basketball right now is (laughs) huge. So it's, it's just crazy. But, um, so I've always wondered too, like with, you know, with your, with your Instagram page and whatever you got going on, what got you into gloves? Like why not bats or like
1: cleats or like anything like that? Like, like why, why did you pick gloves? Oh man, that's a that's a question I get asked a lot, and I love that question because it's it always reminds me of my uh, travel ball days back in uh, the Coachella Valley. That's actually I got my name from my Instagram, so uh-huh. it all started from my friend Colby Fromong. Shout out Colby, um, he was a glove account at the time, KF Baseball. And I was on travel ball team with him, and he told me about the whole glove trading business and all that. And he showed me his Instagram. So I was like, at the time, it was just it was young me. It was uh, I was think I was 15 or 16. I was like, why not? Let's just start this. So I started. I had I mean, obviously, very slow start. It was a, not a big page. I wasn't really that relevant in the whole community for a while, but. You know, I just kept on working at it, collecting more gloves and stuff like that, getting some really good trades in my favor and tried to build a little bit of a brand out of it. And I'm just trying to, from this day on, still push that and have that same drive that I had when I was a smaller account, you know, because that's one thing I remember, like, I remember messaging, um, like, big accounts, like, finest gloves, stuff like that. Like, these numbers that I never think I'd have in my followers. And I'm lucky to say I'm up there. I don't know if I'm as good as him yet or any other ones, like, ball glove or all of them. And then, but... uh. I mean, you know, you, it's you have just, a lot of followers. So, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've got quite a few, but I mean, I was just, I'm just still trying to have that small follower mentality and stay personal with my followers. No, dude, that's great. That's great.
0: Um, I mean, honestly, that's how I feel too, dude. Like, I'm so small right now. I'm like, I'm like probably like, well, I'm on like maybe year once with like a couple months in. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like still trying to grow and things like that. Exactly. So, hopefully, I mean, yeah. One day I can, one day I can, uh, Make a big movement, so, you know, like baseballists and people like that are, are on there. And I mean, I like that they interact as well. But no, dude, I really want you to keep it going. And, and I really like how you have your whole page set up. And thank you. I and like you kind that. of give that perspective of, you know, I don't know, like like a glove isn't just a glove. You know, it's more like. Yeah, like it's more a, of an artwork, a trademark, or like yeah, like a piece of art that you wear and like you kind of like show your personality with it. Is what I like that you show off with with your page. Like that's exactly,
1: awesome. but yeah, that's that's right on the right on the mark right there.
0: <laughs> so, what are you trying to like get out of the page? Are you just trying to show like your your glove? You know, like love for it? Or are you like you know? Are you, do you flip the gloves kind of like the sneaker
1: game? Or like what, what what do you try to get out of it? So what I try and get out of it is more of like a. Um... A little bit of both worlds like I mean yeah I'm in it to get a better collection to make money on these gloves and stuff like that but at the same time you know it's all about I'm doing it because I love it you know and it's it's a sport I love it's something that like you said I can express myself with and it's just fun one of my favorite things is reading comments and just seeing how people love to view the gloves that I put out and hopefully my pictures are good enough but you know people people uh, try and enjoy or that people enjoy it and I'm just trying to provide to them and that's I mean that's just what I'm trying to get out of it you know and just try and make a really good community out of baseball that can do good things oh no
0: yeah definitely do I mean honestly some of those gloves that you have I'm like I don't even know if I would want to play catch with them like they're just so nice
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah it's tough playing catch with some but you know you just gotta I try and use as many as I can so do you have, like, a couple sets,
0: like, okay, like, these I can actually take infield with, these I can only play catch with, like, these I can just
1: stare at, like, how does it go down? So for that, I mean, mostly it's just kind of, uh, I have, like, sections of, it's only really two groups. It's one group as shelf gloves, which is, like the name says, they sit on the shelf, like, those are your brand new gloves, those are your pro issue gloves or brand new pro issue gloves and brand new college issue gloves, is what I meant to say, but gloves that are valuable that you you really shouldn't use on a field. Like if it's a brand new college issue glove, it's, I mean, you know, it's just not in your, your place to use it. I mean, you can, if you want, but that's just as me as a collector and me being in this game for a few years now, it's just, I understand that. But all my other gloves that aren't like college or pro issued, I use them all. Like I love to use them. I love to go switch it up when I go play catch and stuff like that. And, yeah, I love to break everything, and I love breaking in gloves, and I do that a lot for ASU players. It's a lot of fun to do because, you know, like, they're busy guys, and I, I like – they like how I break in gloves too, so it's always it's always fun doing their gloves and stuff like that. Oh, no, dude,
0: for sure. So, like – so, pretty much, like, your responsibility over at ASU is, like, obviously, you break in gloves. You're kind of like the glove groove. Like, is there any other stuff you do there, like, with yeah. Um,
1: players? Yeah, so I'm with um, – I'm in, like, the management section, so that has a few other – Uh, people and it's fun like we kind of help with all all sorts of things I mean it's so much to help with but yeah it's fun to have that title as like the glove guru and someone to go to if the guys have any questions about gloves if they need help breaking one in conditioning tightening laces all that so that's kinda of what I like to do and it's it's a good stepping stone. I mean obviously this this job's unreal, but I mean after college I'm I'm looking again in major league baseball to work in uh front offices, anything of that capacity and just kinda of use the baseball knowledge that I think I've picked up from the past uh, few years of baseball and just my whole life being around baseball, oh, like front office work. Like that's just I'm trying to use that in my life, you know?
0: Oh yeah, dude, definitely. That would be so sick. So like do you have like a are you like majoring like in like uh a business or or what exactly are you,
1: are you looking into so i'm trying to go in i'm i'm in right now uh sports management and communications i'm trying to get a little bit of both in those just to kind of cover a lot of different bases so i'd like to get business in there as well but i know you can get certificates which is something that arizona state does so i'm just i'm gonna try and knock out as many things as i can to make me as hireable as possible after uh university
0: oh yeah dude for sure i mean not i mean just with just with what you're doing right now, you're gonna have a pretty solid resume. I mean, I can just guarantee you that.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I
0: definitely, definitely look forward to what you, what you got going on later on in the future. Um, so like baseball wise, uh, what's your background and be- I mean, like how, how, many years did you play or like where did you play at? Or- I've,
1: I've played my whole life. I've, I played everywhere from Kansas all the way to uh, California. It's just, it's everywhere I like to be. But I'm, but in the future for me, I'm trying to go into the business as in like uh like I said, for offices, because I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of numbers. I don't know about you, but just numbers in baseball and figuring out why teams are successful, why players are successful and why numbers can be deceptive and why just whatever the face value is might not always be how valuable the player is. And do you, do you like that stuff? Because if you do, I have a piece that I, that I was thinking about that I want to share if you want. Oh yeah. No, dude,
0: for sure. I'm like always into that. I'm always like checking up on MLB news. Like I'm like, I don't know if you get, are you, are you like as into it as like uh, like ESPN style where they just like break down everything like
1: that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a really big follower in trades, really big follower in prospects. I'm big into my, my ideal uh, team is a, like, like what I've been, I've been following the potter so long. So it's just the rebuild process that I they've been going through and uh just the whole idea of trust and process, and breaking it down with a uh, group of small prospect or a, a big prospect pool with a small uh, market team—you know, with uh, low money—I think that that whole idea of really having to play this art of moneyball to win ballgames, I think, is just so intriguing to me. But the story that I was telling you was—I read an article a few, or I think last year, and it was actually from—I found it online. It was from *Ringer*, the *Ringer*, and it was talking mm-hmm. about our catcher, Austin Hedges. So. I mean if you look at Austin's first couple of years in baseball I mean it's not what we were expecting out of him it was not great um, offensively and uh, just looking at his slash I mean he hit 2.14 2.62 and 3.98 in 2017 which I mean that's just that lands him as one of the 20 worst hitters in all of baseball that year and yeah. <laughs> but the thing is but with the warp which is uh, stands for the people who don't know is wins above replacement player and that just takes into account um, all of the different aspects of like who the player is and like how they uh, produce on a baseball field for the team. It has him li- it actually has him listed in the top 50 position players in all baseball that year and he's seventh most valuable catcher in the league that year. So that's why numbers can be so deceptive in baseball because that's the misconception that everyone like sees. I mean yeah, if you look at his number, like 214 batting average, I mean, that's absolutely brutal. but if you take into account his war and how he plays defensively, I mean, that's just if he's the seventh in the league as a guy hitting that low, that value can still be added to a lineup because you can take that um, you can take that low average and you can just kind of live with it and take a bite out of it. I mean, I know it doesn't help, but the defense is going to come around and average itself out. And another thing also, he was also put out a three one or thirty one point eight fielding run average. Uh, sorry, Fielding Runs Above Average was the, uh, stands for the FRAA in 2017, which is the same year as the numbers I had before. And he's the only player above 30% and all the other – and in the 20-point uh, the 20 point range, the 20% range, there are only six players. And that just takes – into the FRAA takes it in account, like the play-by-play data, and it has adjustments made based on the player um, – on the plays made, sorry, and uh, the expected plays per zip the expected plays per position, excuse me, and the park, the handedness of the batter and all stuff like that, et cetera. But I mean, that's just, I mean, to me that's one example of a player who's just so misunderstood in baseball. I mean, so many players don't trust his bat, don't trust anything, but the value comes in other places. And that's something you don't have in other sports. I mean, that's what I really love about baseball. He's usually like a quarterback. I mean, if I talk about football, A quarterback won't have, if he's, if he's not, if his numbers aren't great in his QB rating, he's usually not a great quarterback. But in baseball, it's cool because baseball players go both ways, defensively and offensively, that they can be bad at one, but on the other side, be one of the best in the league. And I just, I find that so intriguing. Oh, no, dude, definitely. I mean, like everything you just said is
0: absolutely on point, just because, like, the fact is, like, with baseball, it's such an analytical sport that people really don't realize. it. I mean, like, those, like, the people who aren't really big fans or maybe who, like, don't look into it as much as, like, maybe, like, you and I do, it's just in regards, like, all they look at is batting average or all they look at is, like, for a pitcher, they'll just look at the ERA. They don't think about, you know, all these other factors that create a player that we see today. And that's what, like, you know, kind of sometimes I try to tell these kids as well, you know, like, the young kids, I try to tell them, like, it's not just about your batting average. I mean, so much more comes into play in regards to your stats and regards to how someone may see you as an overall player and like you were just saying i mean you know you think about that guy and maybe you ask like 50, if you were to ask 50 people Maybe some of uh, I I can guarantee a a huge majority of them be like, who is that? Like, I don't know who that is. You know, all they know is like the big like people like Mike Trout and
1: exactly Bryce
0: Harper and stuff like that. Like that's all they kind of care about. But like for those true baseball fans like you and I and like other people, you know, it's 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 those guys like that that like really do make a difference on a team and can make a huge contribution to you know a team like the Padres who like you were saying definitely do need to reevaluate everything and and uh and you know and I know they tried, you know, they got Eric Hosner and things of that manner. So <clears throat> it's just it's just all I love all that type of stuff where, you know, a lot of these teams that if they just kind of start incorporating players like this or they start looking deeper into um these statistics,
1: I mean they could literally make a solid lineup for this upcoming season exactly and that's more of like what I was diving into earlier about the whole farm system and Padres having the number one farm system all baseball right now boasting Fernando Tatis boasting other players like Paddock and Urias and all those players and I mean that's just more of an ETA thing and those guys will probably arrive in 2020 2021 is when I see the Padres being their best So, and it's just, it's just, I mean, baseball is just such a crazy sport because trends and numbers and everything. And like, for example, like you mentioned, Eric Hosmer being signed, a lot of people were talking bad about his first year. I mean, yeah, it is a difficult transition from the American League to the National League. But Mm -hmm. also, if you look back at his numbers for the last few years, and this is just taking average into uh, account but he's an on and off guy. So one year is good, one year is bad, one year is good. And it's in a row. And it's funny how these numbers line up because if you look at his, it happened every year since his first year in baseball, 2011, uh, batted 293, second year in the league, 232. Third year, 302. Fourth year, 270. And then fifth year, 297. And that trend continues all the way up to 2018, where he, when he signed the Padres, he batted 253. And that means, and just the year before, he batted 318. So if you're, if you're going to take that trend into effect, with, 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 the, with the numbers we have, we can make a pretty good assumption that he's going to have a pretty good 2019 based on his numbers and his career. So that's just something that not a lot of people and fans understand before they start talking about these players, you know. And that's oh, yeah, one exactly. thing that kind of yeah. bugs me.
0: No, dude. I mean, I'm sure you do. Uh, I'm guessing you dominate pretty well at. Uh, do you play
1: fantasy baseball at all? No, I stay away from fantasy baseball. But I'm more of. I just like to. I just love to look at the numbers and crunch them and find ways that uh, teams can win and find just try and find problems and try and solve on uh, rosters. Oh
0: no, yeah, for sure, dude. Well, I mean, I can tell you for sure if you did do fantasy baseball, I mean, you would you would kill it.
1: That's for sure. (laughs) I'd feel like get too invested. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: get way too into it. Um, I mean, speaking of the West, I mean, you know, obviously the Dodgers dominating things like that. And, for sure. And, I mean, now that you're now that you're in a uh, in Arizona here, and I mean, I, I know you caught a couple D-backs games. What are your thoughts on the backs? dude? I was like kind of so bummed last season, where like they, you know, they had it like they were just yeah. And then yeah. I know they had a lot of injuries and things like that, but man, I don't know. I'd like it's, to see them go uh, back into the playoffs again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love the Diamondbacks. Uh, I'm obviously loyal to my Padres, but I've got great friends in the organization. I mean, just to name a few, like Derek Hall, uh, Graham Razzini. I mean, just great guys over there. I've had I've had the pleasure of working with them a couple of times together, and uh,
0: there's just really a
1: lot of really good people over there. I respect their franchise. I think they have they have great stuff going on. I mean, obviously the Goldschmidt uh, parting way was difficult, but I mean, all teams have to do that. And just looking yeah. back to us, it was just, I saw it as the same thing as when the Padres had to part with uh, Adrian Gonzalez and that was, I mean, same position, same kind of idea, heavy bat. It was just, I mean, something in the transition that you you just have to go through. I mean, it's inevitable, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, in five years, the franchise is going to be it's going to be in a totally different spot. And, that's how I view it because I mean, looking back at it now, I mean, it would have been nice to have Adrian Gonzalez all these years, but hey, look at us now—we have Eric Hosmer. Oh yeah, at first base, we have a world—he's a World Series champion. He uh, and we have all the prospects in the world coming up under us. So I love the Backs. I think they um, farm system's all right. I mean, it'd be cool to—it'd be cool to see them acquire a couple more top name prospects to get a little, a little more. Future-oriented, but I love what they got. I love uh, what they have. I just think it's key to um, just stay healthy and just find uh, some young talent to bring up eventually. But yeah, I like their I like their spot this year. It'll be it's in a tough division, but we'll we'll see what they can build with their rotation. I think that's gonna be something to watch too. What the Dimebacks do with their rotation?
0: Oh yeah, definitely, dude. No, you made some really good points. It's crazy, like being a baseball fan, like especially, you know, if you're loyal to one team or, you know, you have a, I mean, like for me, like I really, really like the St. Louis Cardinals. Like I'm a hardcore fan, but I'm, I mean, oh, for sure. I, I, yeah, I cheer for the home state as well though here in AZ. Um, but you know, like if you think about it and like, I think about this sometimes in regards to like being a baseball fan, you know, with your team, there's like so much patience you have to have and like they have to rebuild and like exactly. the lineup has to get like readjusted and, and things like that where like Okay, maybe in a couple years, we'll you know we'll we'll be playoff worthy, or or we'll see what happens with some trades and things like that. And then you think about like basketball or football, like if they just pick up like a running back, or if they pick up a good point guard, it, like it changes the, like the yeah the team drastically. And like, exactly. like baseball is just a
1: whole other world. It's crazy. I know that's just the thing. I mean, that's why it's, it's so hard in like the MLB draft. I mean you're just you're just pulling I mean these guys are obviously projectable but at the end of the day I mean you're just pulling names and it's not like the NBA where whoever you draft you're gonna win the next year if it's someone who's gonna be a difference maker. And that's why I think baseball I've always heard this quote and I love this quote, but um not sure who it's from. It's just been said by people but you have to go through a couple 60 win seasons to really appreciate a 90 win season. I think that's a really big baseball quote to understand and to take into account when you're a, a fan of a franchise that's going through a rebuild process.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, a perfect example you think of that, I mean, blows my mind the Houston Astros, how they completely turned everything around over the past couple of years. Like exactly.
1: Like,
0: yeah. <clears throat> I have a couple of things for you. So like, um, you know, I mean, we just had the hall of fame selections and stuff. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts with everything? I mean, it was a stacked, I mean, this yeah, it was absolutely stacked. It yeah.
1: was stacked. Um, I'm just, I'm happy with the selections. I mean, I, I, I wasn't following it too much Dave, because I was pretty busy after practice, but it was, uh, it was a cool, it, I, I was really happy. It was obviously warming to see holiday get the call or his family get the call. And, um, Obviously, Rivera. Obviously, he. I mean, he deserves it to be the first person to be 100% on the vote. I mean, that's couldn't happen anyone better. But uh, oh yeah, dude. Obviously, it's those would be the two highlights with him and Halliday's family. That's that's really really cool for that, and also Edgar as well. I mean, just one of the one of the greatest hitters that not many people still talk about, and I think he deserves to be talked about every day on on his his training and how he hit and how he approached hitting was just so special.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Edgar Martinez, like I was looking at that. Uh, I'm looking at the numbers right now. It's like 85.4% for Edgar Martinez, 363 total votes. But I'm like just so underrated that, like, I mean, these young kids, like everyone's like, who's Edgar Martinez? Like yeah, you know, exactly. like they like don't even know who it is. Same thing with like uh, Mike Musina, Love that guy. I used to watch him throw all the time. Yeah, like, just a bulldog. You know, he got 326 votes, 76.7%. I'm so, I mean, he he went way up and above the Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling was at 259, which I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. Um. Sure. Omar Vasquez was amazing too, and I'm like, that's just crazy to hell. I mean, those guys. I expected him to go a little bit higher, especially maine Ramirez. I mean, I know he had a little bit of a controversy here and there sometimes, yeah. but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 97 votes. That's it. I was like, wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's uh yeah. It was a it was a fun class. I I love this time of the year every year when the Voting comes along. It's fun to see these guys be immortalized forever, you know, and yeah, be a uh, being something that very few people are ever going to be a part of. It's really cool to see that.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, like speaking
1: about players,
0: I mean, this is obviously all over Instagram and, and any social media, Twitter, whatever. The whole Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. What are your thoughts on all that?
1: Uh, right now, I mean, obviously it's a waiting game. Those are those two guys are gonna they're whoever they sign and whoever they sign with for the amount of money. It's going to be obviously up to them and. I, it, sometimes when these people go in and try and analyze every move these guys make, what city they're in, what are they doing, what are they wearing, like I think it's just crazy because <laughs> at, the end, at the end of the day, no one knows except them. That's it. Exactly. And, that's, and so many people need to realize too that these are the market setters. And what, what I mean by that is these guys are going to sign and then everyone's going to be a flash sale for, for signings because they want these markets to be – um constructed by these guys because of how big these contracts are going to be and that means other players who aren't as big as Machado and Harper can go to these teams and uh compare their numbers to them and ask for more money so they're just waiting for the market to set and that's why it's slow market right now and the stove is not particularly hot right now but you can just uh we can just wait and expect a lot of signings once Machado and uh, Harper find their homes Oh no, yeah, definitely,
0: dude. I mean, like, some of, a lot of people have their opinions with both of those guys. I mean, obviously, like we saw Machado and Harper. I mean, like, deal with, I mean, put up some numbers last year and things like that. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, like Harper's overrated or like things of that manner. And like, I I can I can see where they're coming from, but I mean, at the end of the day, those guys are absolutely amazing at what they do, and they deserve any contract they get. Um, but we'll just see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to bring up another thing too, was, so in my last podcast episode, I was talking about um, the popularity of baseball, you know, like, okay. is, it, is it, is it dying off? Like the fan base, like, I mean, people obviously like, we're trying to do, they're doing all these different things. I mean, obviously we've seen in the past couple of years, how they're trying to speed up the game. They're trying to yeah. do things of that manner to change things up. But um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? All that. Cause like, for me, it's like, You know, obviously we do need to have to kind of like change, not necessarily the rules of the game, but just how we go about the game itself, like promoting it. Because you think of like the NFL, especially like the NBA, like, you know, you think of Steph Curry, you think of LeBron James, you think of all these guys, how like, you know, everyone cares about like what sneakers they're wearing, like when they're coming out to like their pregame uh when they're in the locker room uh just stuff outside of basketball yeah things like that like do you think MLB players kind of need to get on that train like I kind of like compare it to you know the only guy I kind of see starting to do things like that is like Alex Bregman from like the Houston Astros and stuff like that like he's kind of starting to get that younger crowd and like like more interactive but a lot of these you know like NBA and uh, football players they're you know they're 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 in the whole esports society like they're playing like Fortnite, and they're doing all stuff like that especially like soccer players as well they're, they're doing stuff like that like what mm-hmm. do you think we need to do or needs to happen in order for
1: um, baseball to get like on that level okay I mean that's I mean that's obviously a burning question a lot of people have been thinking about but um, I, I think honestly I think Commissioner Manfred's doing a great job at trying to Make the game and make the game, or sorry, make the game a little uh, younger and faster. I understand all the rule changes that are going to be applied for that measure. But um, what I see when I see, think of uh, baseball uh, becoming a little less um, followed by the American people is I understand why. Uh, but that's just, I mean, that's just honestly how the game is. And it's never like this game's going to die off. I think the fans now and the younger fans are starting to appreciate the numbers more and appreciate. What it's like to be um, good in baseball, and what it what it means to have these numbers, and to have like to be given these numbers, and to understand these numbers. And honestly, I just wish uh, I wish more people would get into it. I know it's really difficult. It takes a certain takes a particular person to really like appreciate these type of numbers and stuff like that. But um, I think one thing that we MLB could do a little better with is, like you said, social media and stuff like that, because. I, they, t- they did a really good job. I noticed um, during the playoffs last year that they had the popular group Migos uh, have that song yeah. in their commercials. And I think that's the type of crowd they need to push for. And I think they should do both, though. I think they should still um, appeal to the older crowd with a little older music because that's kind of what you think of when you go to baseball games, a little older music and uh, just classical stuff. But at the same time, try and pull in younger fans with – maybe more celebrities at the game because for me as a fan I, I thought it was really cool when Travis Scott showed up to the Astros games throughout the first pitch because I mean it's just awesome oh, yeah. to see a public figure like him who's hip and who's in fashion and all that stuff and even like Kanye West how he proposed to Kim Kardashian at the Giants statement at Oracle Park now as it's called but mm-hmm. um, I just thought that was I, I mean it's cool to see that type of stuff at our culture and our pop culture showing up in our sport because obviously the NBA's filled with that type of stuff with um, celebrities at the games every night and stuff like that and outfits being really uh, relevant in basketball. So, I mean, hopefully MLB can move towards that, but a lot of the players too in MLB aren't like NBA players where fashion's the highest thing. Like one player I think of is like Josh Reddick, who I love, but I mean, it's, it's jeans and t-shirt type of guy, you know, and that's just, that's just how life is for these guys. So many of these guys grew up in the Midwest and South and everything. So that's just, I mean, it's it's something that's gonna be kind of weird to move into baseball, but it'd be cool to to get it in eventually, you know.
0: Oh no, dude, definitely, yeah. I mean, I mean, you make some really good points in regards to that, because yeah, we have a lot of like classy guys, and and like the, I guess you could say like, I mean, when I think about it too, like the age of these athletes, like you know, some of them can be up to like you know, in their late 30s other guys are like 19 20 maybe in the early 20s so like the culture and like the relevance and like all that is going to span like really wide just because like you know these guys can play for i mean you think about bartolo cologne like he's not going to be listening to like i mean or maybe he will but he's not gonna be listening to like migos or anything like that
1: yeah <laughs> like,
0: it's just like it's yeah i can understand how there's like a gap there and it can be a little bit difficult but Yeah, I think if we just definitely start, like, you know, like you're saying, promoting it more, getting into, like, the whole, like, esports and, like, you know, like, we see a lot of these guys, like, being involved with that, because that's just getting more popular, I mean, every day, and, um, I mean, I think they could just, like, maybe provide more interaction with the fans, I mean, I know we interact with the athletes, interact with them, like, at the stadium or, you know, like, things like that, but maybe more, like, online, like, on Twitter and, and, and Instagram and things like that, like, do some, maybe, like, lives or
1: you know stuff
0: like that where like people would be interested in tuning in with that but we'll definitely have to see how everything i mean over these next couple years um change in the game i mean not only are we making the game shorter but you know who knows i mean i know there's not i mean not anytime soon but you know people have been like discouraged with like umpired calls and i mean i have the replays now and stuff like that but who knows maybe one day they'll they'll try to change that or they'll have like the umpires wear cameras on their you know kind of like gopros or something yeah like, who knows, you know like who knows what's gonna happen
1: yeah it's uh it's yeah future baseball it should be interesting should be interesting there's future and uh of how the community and how just culture is changing so hopefully that it'll affect baseball in one way or the other so it's just time will tell
0: yeah dude because it's different like in every country i mean like obviously here you know we're classy we go to the games we're, we're chilling we're watching but you like I mean, I've never seen a full game, but I've seen, like, highlights where I'll watch, like, videos and stuff. You see, like, you know, Tokyo or Japan baseball fans are a whole yes. another level. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: I've I, heard they have the best baseball culture in almost the world. I've heard that from guys who have played over there, they said they're standing full game, chanting, screaming, singing. It's just – it's it's awesome to see that type of stuff and to see that yeah, love yeah. the game.
0: It's like that um, – it's like that I don't know I mean if you follow the Premier League I mean I, I watch soccer too but like you watch the okay. Premier League and like, you know you listen to the fans like Yeah my on, brother on my stuff. brother's in that stuff like, yeah Yeah <laughs> Dude yeah it is a whole different thing I mean cuz like I had the opportunity I played baseball in Mexico for a little while and yeah mm-hmm. it's a, it's a whole it's a whole different thing out there too like you know it's not it's not a uh, anything like here I mean people are rowdy like they do stuff like in between innings and like just it's it's crazy it's, Yeah I bet I've been. Um, man, I can't think of anything else. But I mean, I, I appreciate you coming on here, bro. Like, it yeah, was for awesome sure. To talk to you, and um, we'll definitely have to get something going later on. Um, or if you ever want to talk baseball again, like once the season starts going up, or we start seeing like some numbers up in spring training, like all these players get it going, we'll um we can definitely do another
1: episode. For sure, yeah. I can't thank you enough for letting me on too. It's a lot of fun being on here. Dude, for
0: sure, anytime. Uh, is there anything you want to let everyone know, and any any plug or anything like that?
1: Not really. I mean, I just thank everyone for listening. I really appreciate you guys. This is my first podcast ever. I mean, it was uh, it's a lot of fun. I I really enjoy watching Joe Rogan do podcasts and like on YouTube and also listening to him actually on his real podcast. I think that's I've always been a fan of podcasts, so it was fun being a part of this. And uh, I can't thank you guys enough. And um, just follow me at Coachella Gloves. And then on YouTube, if you want to check out my YouTube, it's Jackson Gloves there. So I can't thank you guys enough for real.
0: Oh, dude, definitely. I love Joe Rogan. I literally listen to his podcast like every day. Like he comes out the new episode.
1: For sure. <laughs> like that's man. my guy
0: right there. Uh, no, dude, but definitely, yeah. We'll we'll have to do this again sometime. And I appreciate you coming on. I feel honored to be the your first podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. So I hope you have a good day or a good night now. But um, will yeah. talk to you soon, and uh, we'll we'll get it going sometime later.
1: Sounds good, man. Thank you, man. All right, thanks. All right, later, Peace. guys.